This program has been paid for all or in part by the host, and KSEV is not responsible for its content and or products or services offered. Welcome to Frankly Talking every Friday at 6 p.m. Here at 700 a.m. KSEV, the voice of Texas. Like and follow Frank on Facebook.com slash Frankly Talking. Here is your host, Frank Spagnoletti. Hey, 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 hey. It's Frank Spagnoletti tonight on Friday night, and uh, we're going to talk tonight. I'm, I'm uh, appearing uh, remotely, and Mar- Mauricio is coordinating this for me because I have to go to some uh, children's gala or something tonight, and uh, I think Mauricio may be there as well. But anyway, we got Francis Riley in the studio, and Francis, what's the telephone number when folks want to call us? Yes, sir. Dialing number 281-558-5738. Yep, Francis, talking to the mic a little better because I can barely hear you, but I got it. And then now we're going to talk tonight. Thanks, Steve. Well, let's get off the music. Let's get on with the topics. What are we going to talk about tonight? Well, what else can we talk about? But the fact that if, uh, if you're a suburban mom and you go to your school board meeting, you're now going to be deemed a domestic terrorist. Have you heard anything so absurd in your life? I don't even have words for this, and I'm a man of words. It's incredible to me that we could actually... This, this is symptomatic of what's going on in this country. We, if we don't do... You know what? This, this social revolution is going to be led by the mobs because apparently the dads have been emasculated in general. So, I mean, I mean, we see that amongst our generals because of the way they act. So let the women lead this revolution because what we need to do is do exactly what they're doing. And it's standing up for, for the First Amendment and standing up for what? What are they standing up for exactly? So that, so that their children are not taught, you know, let's say critical race theory on one side or the other side. Okay. I happen to believe that it's a, uh, it's a highly uh, uh, racially uh, motivated theory that basically tries to create racism in reverse. Okay. And, and I mean, it does. Because, and I'm a person who believes, as Martin Luther King believed, that you don't judge a person white or black or red or yellow by the color of their skin or any other color in between. I mean, this is the whole farce about what we're talking about. But nevertheless, let's say you're on one side or the other side. These things should not be taught to children in school. If they get up into law school or college and they want to read about it, fine. If they want to believe in it, fine. You can believe in communism, Buddhism, Marxism, Hinduism, and every other ism in between. Capitalism, God forbid I say that. Socialism, God forbid I really say that. You you can believe in whatever you want to believe in. But you don't teach it to children. children. Children need to be taught the basics of skills in education that they need through life. Reading, writing. Arithmetic. I would also add to that history, but that might be a little more controversial. But anyway, I believe in that as well. They should be taught history. Uh, but And geography. Basic skills that they need through life. 
our our schools in the world rankings are absolutely at the bottom. We're flunking across in our public schools are flunking on a worldwide scale. We're not even competing in the world anymore. Because why? Because we're teaching our children this garbage. And in addition to, when I say that, I'm talking about stuff that doesn't matter in terms of them learning how to perform in life. It's not, it's not teaching them racism to, uh, to learn math. It's not teaching them racism to learn reading or science or any of the other subjects that are traditional subjects. What's teaching them racism is when we teach them racism, one way or the other. And that's wrong. It's morally wrong, in my opinion. And for these moms, these courageous moms, to stand up and and address this issue and lead this kind of grassroots social revolution, I mean, it really inspires me. Because these women that are doing this are not to be deterred. And then for our government to come out and say they should be classified as domestic terrorists, I mean, it's just incredible to me. But you see, this is all part of a pattern. If you voted for Donald Trump, you're, you know, you're suspect as a domestic terrorist. If you went to that January 6th uh, you know, gathering in Washington, D.C., you're automatically branded a domestic terrorist. Even if you never even went into the Capitol building, I mean, I saw some retired general uh, that, that got arrested and had all kinds of problems, and he's still under, like, he got out of jail, but he's still under that uh, legal burdens because they haven't dropped the charges. The guy never ne- went near the Capitol. The guy never did anything. He went up there with his wife. He thought he was having a weekend, and they were going to support the candidate of their choice. But God forbid support, support the candidate of your choice. I mean, this is what America is about. But do we not see that that, that they are that that that, that the, there's a there's a concerted effort amongst a group of people who want to undermine the United States of America, take out every pillar of the pier on, on which this country has been built, every pillar of the pier which has has done us so well over 200 years and more of our life. It is incredible to me. Now, I was on Isaiah Carrier this week, but I don't even have to talk about that in the second segment. But let's think about this. I mean, we saw it over the summer, this whole idea of Black Lives Matter. had nothing to do with black lives. It had to do with the destruction of the nuclear family. It had to do with the the, uh, subordination of the role of men in families. It had to do with... It had to do with basically... Uh, Marxism, and they admitted that. It was all part of their manifesto till they tried to tweak it at one point. And I find it disgusting that they would travel un- travel under a banner which is so important to so many people of color. Black Lives Matter, which is a true statement. Black Lives Matter, they do. Brown Lives Matter, White Lives Matter, Red Lives Matter, Yellow Lives Matter, all the human lives matter. And that's the way this country is supposed to operate and not supposed to operate by breaking us out and using sensitive issues like race in order to undermine the principles of the country. 
Francis Riley, what do you have to say about any of that? And call us at 281. What's the rest of the number, Francis? Yeah, Frankie, it's 281-558-5738. Just call on in if you'd like to talk. we got a lot of things on the the books tonight. What do you have to say about all this, my friend? Yeah, you know, I'm a child of the 60s. And I say that because we were taught to question everything. Now, you can't question anything. And, and, and we grew up in an environment where debate was healthy. Now debate is offensive. And if that's not good enough for you, now apparently debate is criminal. And, and, it's, well, yeah. and, and what's, it's, what's interesting with the, with the left is that, you know, I, I think that there is a happy medium in most, in most conversations. Now with the left, rather than have a, a discussion over the ideas, they want to attack the messenger. If you say, I... I struggle with critical race theory. It doesn't, they don't want to hear your ideas. You're immediately a racist or you're, you know, a a, a homophobe or you're a a this or a that. There's no discussion over the ideas. It is a personal attack. And these parents are being personally attacked for speaking up and questioning what's being taught to their children, which is what they're supposed to do. Well, you know, they're not, it's not only a question of critical race theory. I mean, that's one of the subjects. And what I find amazing is the attorney general's son-in-law is in the business of selling the material to these schools and, by the way, to Facebook for a two-point-something million-dollar contract under a company called Panorama. I think that's what it's called. If I have the name wrong, someone would correct me. But under a company that's owned by him, and he's selling the materials, and now you've got the Attorney General writing a letter talking about how they're going to look into this as critical race. I mean, they're going to look into these uh, school board meetings where people are questioning this stuff. But it's not only critical race theory, uh, Francis. It is, I mean, literally, and I, 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 pornographic type books, very explicit literature uh, in in the libraries of grammar school kids. What is the purpose of that? Now, look, I'm not against sex or sex education, and I'm certainly not against sex education for, you know, young adults in a proper way, in a, in a, in a health class where the birds and the bees may be discussed, but not strange, not books that have all kinds of strange, kinky, weird stuff in it. And if you like that and you're listening to this radio show, good for you. You're an adult, but you don't teach it to children. It's a corruption that is so, it's an all-out assault on the very fabric of this country, starting with the children, which is why I I question whether or not the children need to be vaccinated. This is an all-out assault on every level of this country, every level. And, And the moms have stood up. They had enough, and they're leading this revolution in Virginia and it's going to spread across this country, and they have the courage to do it. Are we going to a break, Steve? Yeah, uh, yeah, we are. Yeah, we're going to a break? Yes, we are. Okay, well, we'll come back after the break, and we'll pick up some of these subjects. Call us at 281, number 558-5738. Give us a call. We'll go to the break. And so, uh, Facebook, I'm still with you.
Hi, everybody. This is Brian Kilmeade. Keep listening to KSEV, the voice of Texas. PWR House Generator is on the air, reminding all Americans to stand tall and show support to the brave men and women of our U.S. military. Each and every day, their tireless efforts shall never go unnoticed. This proud salute is brought to you by PWR House Generator. For all of your generator needs, call the professionals at 281-630-1119. That's 281-630-1119. That's PWR House Generator, proudly saluting our troops, veterans, and our first responders. What I know about courage, I learned from my adoptive mom. She said sometimes you just gotta hold on and know we'll get through this. Mom, we are so high up. Hold my hand. <laughs> no, you hold my hand. Here we go. Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. Visit AdoptUSKids.org to find out more. This message is brought to you by AdoptUSKids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. With Houston Methodist Virtual Urgent Care, you can skip the drive and the waiting room and connect to our board-certified providers from your computer, tablet, or mobile phone. Virtual Urgent Care visits are available 24-7, no appointment needed, even on weekends and holidays. Now you can get the same trusted care you expect from Houston Methodist, wherever you are, whenever you need us. To learn more, visit HoustonMethodist.org. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Phone lines are open now. Call 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-KSEV. Frank, we've got one call. Just holding, just letting you know. Take the call while we're here. Who is it? Uh, we got Andy from Katie on line one. Hey, Andy. Andy from Katie. Thanks for calling. What's your thoughts? Oh, thanks for having me on, uh, Frank. I appreciate your introduction. Uh, my thought on the child education is that. First, I think it is important for the families to educate their children as the primary and to make sure that what's being taught in the schools does not create conflict with what is being taught in the home. And I think that is a, a key goal of the socialist communists is to drive a wedge between family. So exactly. what better way than to introduce doctrine to children that respect their authority figures at school and then bring that home to the parents and create a wedge between the children and the parents. So it fits with a model of the communists and socialists to put the state at the center, certainly take God out of the center, put the state at the center, and try and make that God. the center. Don't, don't yeah. even go there. <laughs> I mean, <yeah>. Right. <laughs> I mean, which I think is ridiculous in and of itself as well, you know, but, but I mean, uh, but go ahead. No, your thought is absolutely on, uh, on line with what I'm saying. It, it is, but it's a systematic activity that's, in, that's going on here. And, and what, and, and, and you have some more to add to that, Andy, before I go off on something? Oh, no, I'm with you on that. I think the systematic element is the social communists want to, take over the authoritarian roles 
They want to take over control of, of all manner of politics and schools and then drive that as a wedge into the families, which is the building block of society. And we need to fight exactly. that at every, every turn. And we're doing it, and the courageous moms are doing it. And but you see, they're doing it at every level so that they actually turn the family into the enemy. They will. Yes, turn, they are trying to turn the parents. If they are preaching any kind of, you know, traditional values, they're turning them into the enemy. They're turning them into the racist. They're turning them into, into the the capitalist. They're turning them into the misogynist. They're turning them into all the things that they use these buzzwords in order to try to destroy the social fabric so that the only parent there will know, like many Chinese, after the Cultural Revolution was Mao Zedong. And that is exactly what they're trying to do here. And they're doing it in every level of our society. But thanks, Andy. I appreciate the call. Unless you have something else to add, we'll move on a little bit. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night. Me, my friend. Thanks for calling. What I was saying when we were on the break, and I'd really like to elaborate on it a little bit, I said, you can tell your grandchildren that you are in World War III, that they are in World War III. And you say, Frank, what are you talking about? We're not in any wars now. We brought the troops back, no matter how ridiculously we did it, uh, from Afghanistan, and we, brought, we shut down that war. And we don't have any foreign wars. No, we don't have any foreign wars. We have a huge domestic war. Think about it. Think about it. We have this insidious activity with regard to the schools, the grammar schools. We then have the activities that have gone on in the college for years. We have our government being absolutely infiltrated by those who don't love the country, but rather want to turn us into something else. Hence the... the uh, the uh, Davos mantra of the Great Reset, build back better. You know, some of these people that use this, like I heard one of the congresswomen, uh, Fletcher, uh, she's running in one of the districts here near me, and, and, and she goes, and we can build back better. I get so disgusted listening to that because she doesn't even know where that phrase came from. And then she goes on TV with a commercial and she's showing, oh, we'll, we'll have electric cars and we'll have, we'll have solar panels and we'll have this and that. And we will be, we think we have a supply chain problem now, getting what we want out of Walmart. What in the hell are we going to do when all we're do, doing is being dependent on China to provide the batteries because they're going to have all, they have 85 to 90 percent of the rare earth minerals in the, in the world to be able to build our cars and build and build our electrical system, which will be solar operated. Again, most of that being manufactured in China. We don't build these things even today. To the extent we have a rare earth mineral mine, we have to send those, we, the military sends those minerals over to China to be processed. Why is that? Because it's a very dirty process, not particularly ecologically friendly. This is the ridiculousness. I'm for clean water. I'm for, I love animals. I love animals for, in some instances, many instances, more than I love humans because animals are honest. 
the environment. I'm not for polluting things. I'm for clean environment. I'm also not stupid because I know that, that all this is being done in China in spades. They are doing all of this, and we're sending it there. We're saying, oh, let's use electric cars. Let's. They're making their batteries from these rare earth minerals, and they got all they, their smokestacks are going 24-7. In the meantime, we shut down our relatively clean energy in terms of natural gas and, and even fossil fuel energy, which makes us independent of this whole supply chain and vulnerable to our enemies over some mantra about the Green New Deal. What a bunch of Green New BS. That's what I say it is. Francis, before <laughs> I pop, pop a vein, what do you have to say? Well, and call us, call us if you want to talk about the Green New BS. But yeah, I, you hear where I'm going with this? Yeah, I, I do. Uh, let me remind everybody. Uh, the number's 281-558-5738. Give us a call. You know, Frank, what I was going to say is that, you know, the, the government – I, last time I checked, and when, in just rough numbers, we're $30 trillion upside down. No one really seems to know where the money went. And we got a government that wants to get bigger and bigger and bigger to justify themselves and to get involved in every aspect of everyone's lives. That system has never worked, not one time in the history of the world. It's not going to work now. But it's, it's, it's almost like they're in a panic to get more money to spend on themselves, to justify their existence, so no one will notice that they're, what they've been doing for the last, I don't know, pick a number, I'm going to go with 60 years, isn't working. Right, it's never it's, worked. No, no, and, and you're talking economically, and I'm agreeing with you on that, but I'm going bigger than that in terms of the, where I'm going with this, Francis. What I'm telling you is this is systematically to destroy every our our. Our, our, our government, our justice system has been infiltrated and is, is unfair. Our, our, our court system, to some extent, our, our economic system, we have, you know, mega corporations that have that basically preached this garbage because it helps to consolidate their power. What have we been invaded by? We've been invaded with an open border by anybody who wants to come here. And none of them need to be vaccinated. Only the citizens are subject to subjugation. No, no, no. You're, you're totally free if you're a migrant. You can, go, you can go use the restroom on anybody's land. You can go sleep in anybody's property. You can be uh, toted around the country. I mean, and somebody said to me the other day, when I was on the Isaiah Carey show, they asked me something and they said, well, you're anti-immigrant. I said, I'm not anti-immigrant. I'm the product of immigration. But when, when my people came here, they were in such reverence of the United States of America, they wouldn't even let my, my, my father and his brothers speak their native language. They wanted them to be American because they loved the country so much. They wanted them to be becoming a U.S. citizen for them was like becoming anointed as a saint. They love the American flag. Their children served in World War II and in the Korean War and, and served in the military after that because they instilled these values into their children because it was America that provided the freedom. But we are being taken down at every level. So I, I said we're being invaded by the, by the southern border. We were invaded by these Chinese viruses. Does anybody think anything else? I mean, I, well, let's just call it out. It was. 
And by doing that, they've disrupted us completely and, dis- and got, we've gotten into a position where we now have a government that is basically subjugated to our enemies. What did Afghanistan do? What did we benefit from that and all the men and women that served over there? Nothing. We left $85 billion worth of equipment for the terrorists that attacked us on 9-11. And we left a $3 trillion, $3 trillion rare earth, the largest rare earth mineral deposit discovered at this point in time in Afghanistan, and the Chinese are taking it over. Okay. And, and so now we, we've got that. So we've been totally undermined there. We've been invaded. Now we, I hear from the Biden administration, they're going to let Huawei, the telecommunications company that was blacklisted by the previous administration, into our communications network. How many times does our government have to basically be doing business with the enemy before the American people say, stop, no more? And then you tell me, well, how can we do that? I know I get people riled up. I've had people call up. They say, should we get our guns? No, I'm not telling you to do that. That's not going to do any good. Because, because you, 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 can't, you, you can't fight with the federal government that way. But there are things that are being done. I heard it from one of the critical race uh, uh, objecting mothers. They basically, basically said, now think about this, and then extrapolate it. Let's take our kids out of the schools. Everybody mass exit from the schools until they get their curriculums correct. Okay? There are plenty of, you can homeschool, you can go to uh, uh, religious-based schools, you can go to other private schools. You can go to any, a number of different ways to educate your, your children and undermine that system. But what is that, what's the extrapolation of that? You have to pay property taxes that go to schools that are teaching uh, uh, philosophies that are undermining our country, that are undermining your neighborhood, that are undermining the moral fabric and corrupting the moral fabric of your children. Uh, it is abs- it ne- We need to vote with our actions, not just at the ballot box, because we can't trust that. So someone, you know, it needs to be organized. Someone, you know, to organize and say, hey, you know, and tell the people in, the, in their different cities and hamlets around the country, we're, we're, we're not going to vote you in anymore. But if we, even that, we conscientiously object to paying for any of these uh, uh, taxes that go for school boards, that, go, that come out of our property taxes, you know, that go for the school systems. The HISD school system. People should think about that. People should be telling the mayor that. People should be saying, okay, fine, sue me. And then you can go down to the courthouse and have somebody listen to it. And okay, you may have to pay it eventually, but enough people do it for, for six months or a year while that case goes through the school system. I mean, the, the legal system. <laughs> and that's the lifeblood of government is the money. The money. And that's all they care about anyway. And that's what Washington cares about. Anyway, what are we doing there, Francis? We got anybody calling in? Or uh, yes, doing... yes, sir. We got a, we got Lisa on line one. Hey, Lisa on line one. How are you doing? Doing good. Uh, yeah, my you know my mom and dad are like your parents from another country. Um, and, you know, came from desperate poverty, and 
appreciated that they were Democrats, but they had a love for the country, you know. Uh, they were brought here on a job, like my mom came here in the 70s uh, because they needed nurses in America. Yes. Uh, they were low on nurses. So, yeah, but they're Democrats, but they love America. Till he died, they loved America. There was no hateful uh, things said about America in our home. But nowadays, even Americans, uh, my husband is an American. Everybody in his family despises America. They were raised here in with plenty of food, water, and money. They don't have any did you say to me that your husband's family despises America? Um, not love. I'm going to have to knock it in. You know, he's a loving. My husband's loving. I'm the one that had to, you know, we've been married a very long time. We've had a lot of conversations. I, I finally made him register as a voter. And I made him, you know, we talked about Trump. I didn't vote for Trump in 2016. I voted for Bush in 2003. But he's a loser. Uh, uh, all of those um, Bushes and McCain's and Romney's are losers. Let's get them out of the Republican Party. Uh, uh, it took a long time for me to like Trump. I, he came off as a little bit of a doofus. Uh, I didn't believe you could bring down the Clinton mafia. So my husband's family are Republicans. But they don't love America. Uh, they're white Americans, Caucasian Americans, of Norwegian and Czech. My dad, my husband's father's Norwegian, and my mo- mother is Czech. They're, they got all kinds of Republican things in the mail, but they never talked about politics in, okay, in well, the house. Let me just say, you know, where we're going with this is, is uh, we basically... You, you don't need to have an allegiance to a political party. You have to have an allegiance to the individuals and the ideals. There are still many Democrats that love America. We don't need mm-hmm. to paint. We don't need to paint the whole. We don't need to paint the whole Democratic Party, so to speak, with the with the insanity of the fringes of it. You're seeing some of it with regard to Joe Manchin. Okay, now you may not agree with some of the things Joe Manchin wants to do or cinema, or whatever. And that's the way the old politics used to be. But those those two there are not going to they're not going to sell out America. They're not they're not. I mean, Manchin, he's not going to do it because he's from West Virginia. You think he could survive in West Virginia as a Democrat if he didn't hold is the it, same is kind true, of? Is it is it true love for America or is it political work? When you're a politician, it's both. But I can say that actions speak louder than words, and he's at least taking actions that are maybe I mean, self-preserving yeah, I mean, himself. Yeah, yeah. Just, and, just, but, because, but, just because you're American black or American white or American whatever, Mexican doesn't mean you love America. I, I think there was a period of the last... I, I'm, I grew up in the 90s. There, there's a big... You know, I used to say the Pledge of Allegiance... But, Pledge of Allegiance, I had a lot of pride, you know, but I was raised in a family. Yeah, we'd have my... to say it in school every morning. I went to a yeah. parochial school, why, and why, I had to say why, it every why, morning. Why didn't Americans fight to their death to have prayer in school? 
Why did we not fight Anybody, for that? That was, to be a, yeah, that was the that's the beginning and the end of America. If we don't fight for stuff like that, and it do, it doesn't have to be any kind of particular religion. It doesn't have to be the Christian religion, the Jewish religion. Why it not? Just a, In, uh, 80, well, it, I'm a Christian. Eighty percent of America is Christian. But that doesn't need to be shoved down the throats of people in public schools who may be of other religions, I, I Buddhists think that, or Hindus. I think, yeah, and if you go to we, India, and we, I'm from we, India, we, uh, we, if you go to India, should, I'm from India, I've been if you India, go to India, India, you have to be a Hindu, and you have to say the, all the Hindu prayers. I I'm, understand. I'm a Christian. I'm never right, going to fight that. I understand. I believe in prayers. I think prayers are better than no prayers. Right. I mean, look our, at the country we have now. I got it. But our schools need to have a moment of time for prayer. And that can, you can pray if you're an atheist to a rock if you want. You can think about whatever you want. But the idea of allowing people to take a moment. And thank you very much for the call, by the way. I, let me just tell you this. So I was on Isaiah Carey. And let me know when we need to take a break, Steve. Are we taking a break now or are we going a little more? We, we got to go to a break, Steve. We got a we got a line holder when we get back. Okay. United we stand. AM seven hundred KSEV, the voice of Texas. When it's time to replace a roof, some people put it off until an emergency arises. This is Deb Tejada from Tejas Roofing, your Houston roofing company. I understand. People tell me it's way too complicated and too expensive. Our customers tell us they wish they would have done it sooner. I hear it all the time. Once the roof is replaced, they wonder why they waited so long because it's really not that complicated. We show up on time, we quote you a fair price, we replace most roofs in just one day. At Tejas Roofing, we take pride in making the process easy. The cleanup is phenomenal. People always comment that it looks like we were never there. And now those customers sleep better at night knowing your new roof has been installed correctly. When you know you need a new roof, don't put it off. Call me now, Deb Tejada at Tejas Roofing, 281-251-0304. Estimates are free, 281-251-0304. When you need roofing repairs, a new roof or remodeling, call us at Tejas Roofing, 281-251-0304. The thought of my sons growing up without me inspired me to quit smoking. I talked to my doctors and then I threw away all my cigarettes, ashtrays, and lighters. I started exercising instead of smoking. Staying away from alcohol when I was first quitting was key. I kept on trying, learned something each time. Do whatever it takes. No matter how many times it takes. We did it, so can you. For free help, call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and CDC. KSEV and its advertisers want to thank you, the listeners, for all your continued support. Without you supporting our advertisers, there would not be a Voice of Texas. We stand behind our clients, and if you're looking to boost and grow your business, join the great team at KSEV and its loyal audience by calling a member of our sales staff at 281-588-4800. That's 281-588-4800. KSEV, loyal listeners and dependable advertisers are the Voice of Texas. Phone lines are open now. Call 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-KSEV. All right, Frankie. Yeah. There's the one thing you can always find. You gotta saddle up your horse. You gotta draw a hard line. 
to y'all because y'all tell us the truth uh you know uh we all need to start packing the these meetings whether we have children there or not because our yes. tax dollars still go in there you know we my all, kids all to- my, adele well my kids all went to private school and i paid the city taxes for the public school system which i now see is basically disgusting i don't want to do it anymore I don't, I don't think I should have to pay for somebody to be indoctrinated in socialist, but, communist ideology. I, I, I will pay for other people's children in, in public school that I've never utilized for my own kids. I'll pay for that if they're teaching these kids to, that, to learn reading, funny. writing, and mathematics funny. and science, okay? Funny. So we can funny. compete in the world. Go ahead, Adele. Funny. I'm sorry. Frank, we all need to get involved. Otherwise, they're going to have us fighting against each other, like I told you last time. We're going to be fighting against each other. That's what they want, Adele. They want us to do that, because at that point, then it's only big brother government that will make it all right. Let me tell you something. When I had my kids in high school and in junior high, I was a fighter. I would show up with an attorney. You know, I said, you tested my kid without my permission. Now I'm going to sue the hell out of you. And you want to know? I would tell her, no, you shut up. This is my meeting. I said, this is my kid. I used to get in there, and, and I, I, I had two or three teachers tell me, we never had anyone fight like you. And I said, and I'm going to continue to in jail, to Adele. Yeah, but they'll put you in jail because they'll huh. label you a domestic terrorist <laughs> and use the FBI to investigate. I what they brand me. You know, as long as I don't hurt the guy next to me, that's all that matters. I agree Hello? with you. And the whole country was built on a di- was built on dialogue. They just want us to shut up and take it and go away while they do whatever they want. But what they're doing is morally evil. And I'm, I, you know, and I don't care what religion you already. I mean, I don't mean you personally, Adele, but a person is, or even if they're an atheist, it is immoral. What they're doing to these children to make them, I mean, most children don't see color at all. And, and let children, me tell you something, Frank. They wanted, they tested my, my son without my permission, and they, they wanted to put him in special ed, and they wanted to put him, uh, they wanted to give him, they wanted me to put him on the medication ADHD. And I said, when you get on the medication, I'll come back and check on you in three months. And I will see if you're doing okay. If you're not, then I'm not putting my son on there. You know, they were trying to force me to do something. And the LULAC, the LULAC, it's not a good organization. It really isn't. They don't back you up. You know, they back you up if you're an illegal. You know? Listen to what I'm about to tell you. I was on the board of trustees of a private, it was a private Catholic uh, school. Uh, not 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 a regular local church parochial school, but a private Catholic school in this city. 
and they had they were they were all boys, and they had almost every boy in the class wanting to, making them take Ritalin, and 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 I was on my way to Venezuela one time, and the headmistress called me up and said, "You need to come here immediately." I said, "What's the problem?" She said, "Your son is tapping his pencil on the desk incessantly." I said, "Well, tell him to stop it." She goes, "No, you need to come here." I said, "I'm sorry." I'm working and I'm headed on a business trip to Venezuela. And don't ever call me again and tell me that kind of stupidity unless he's like driven a car through the front of your grammar school and has a bomb in it. Because other than that, just leave him alone. He's a boy. You have boys school. It's the boys in class. Leave. Let them be boys. Don't emasculate them. Don't don't make the girls into boys and the boys into girls and girls who are boys. Let them be what they are, whatever they are. And I had a teacher that gave my daughter a zero because she, she tore up the test paper. And when she passed out the papers, my daughter didn't get a paper. So I took that teacher to court. I'm, I'm telling you, Frank, I know the ins and outs. I fought like hell. I did. This can be fought in a very civilized way. It can be fought. time for you to get back in the arena because it's this kind of grassroots movement. That's why I said I am so proud of these school moms, of whatever they call them, suburban moms, school moms, whatever they want to call them, the women. And thank God for the women leading this crusade, because this is where the heart of the matter is. When you've gotten so out of line that basically hardworking, suburban, peace-loving women who basically are not extreme on the left or the right, to stand up and be vocal and be angry at what's going on with their children, you ha- they, the other side, is on retreat. When they have to call in the federal government and use the force of federal agencies in order to spy on, on, on people voicing their opinions in an open forum, which is what America is, which is what the United States provides, then, then they are losing. They're losing. And the more they feel the pain, the more we're going to feel the boot of the authoritarian federal government on our necks. Thanks for the call, Adele. Francis Riley, what do you have to say? Yeah, Frank, what I was going to say is that, you know, we've been dealing with social issues in this country for 60-plus years. Roe versus Wade was passed in 1973. You know, these social issues are, are complicated. Tying in children that just need to get their basic fundamentals. You know, we can call it the three R's, reading, writing, well, and arithmetic. Hold on, and let me just comment on what you just said about Roe versus Wade. I'm so sick of hearing about that, and I'm so sick of hearing about it on, all the way around, okay? I have my own personal beliefs with regard to this issue. But there are women who have their, uh, you know, other re- beliefs on the other, on the other side of maybe the way I believe, okay? But we are never going to change each other's <clears throat> beliefs on this issue. And so we're we, we supposed to... I have Republican women saying they won't vote for the Republican candidates because of the abortion issue. And I and the other way around, there are all kinds of Democrats that, uh, in East Texas and other places that go to Christian churches that should be voting Democratic who vote Republican because of this issue. This issue, I've told you before, in my opinion... Ought to be the God will decide what your decision was. It's God who is the judge of us, not man, not woman, no human being. We will be judged by our Maker. 
and that, and then they, therefore, in order to just do away with this constant appeals, money, and all kinds of stuff, do it county by county. Harris County wants to have abortion clinics. Let them vote for it. Rosoria County doesn't. Let them vote for it. Some other county doesn't. Let them vote for it. That way, people live and they can live in the county in which they, their beliefs are being upheld. Because you're never going to convince those people who are pro-choice to, uh, to be was it pro-life and those people who are pro-life to be pro-choice. It's not going to happen. Well, why should we? It cannot be made the center point of, of of our political dialogue because it's not a political issue. It's a moral issue. It's a moral issue of, of right and wrong. And I'm sorry, I I happen to believe one position is right. Other people believe another position is right. But the question is, is God who's going to determine what's right and what's wrong? And we cannot do this because we're constantly going to be we politicizing an issue which distracts from the issues that our government ought to be dealing with, which is to protect our borders, to protect our economy, to protect us from the evil empires around us. That's my view on that. What, what I was saying, saying Frank, is Sorry. that... It, no, no, what I, the, the point wasn't about Roe versus Wade. The point was we've been dealing with complicated social issues as adults for 50, 60 years. To try to teach this to children in grammar school and get, a, and get them away from this, the basic fundamentals of reading, writing, arithmetic, history, geography, is a waste of time. If we don't teach our kids... It's, not, it's more than a waste of time. It's immoral. It is immoral. Because they, they, because because they don't have the ability to deal with it because they haven't learned the fundamentals of being how, how to think. That's correct. They haven't learned how to read and dialogue. They haven't, so they don't know how to debate. They only know how to be brainwashed which is what these teachers are trying to do to them. 100%. That's 100% true, and I'm, and I'm glad that people are standing up. And I, I think that you know this, this idea of going back to homeschool or home churches or dealing with the, all of these issues locally is where this needs to go. Because turning to Washington, D.C., uh, who wants to make everything major politically, political, national, never a solution, and just throw more so money at the Centralized, centralized government. It's going from centralized government, centralized communication, centralized economy. They want to do away with private property if you read the, 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 the natural extension of what they talk about. This has been talked about. I've referenced it in other shows when I talked about what BlackRock is doing, buying up whole neighborhoods and turning the, 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 the whole suburban neighborhood like in Katy or something, where there'd be a, a group of nice, nice you know, houses for middle income and, and upper middle income people turning them into only rentals that they can devise into more multifamily houses. In California, they have gone out and said you can buy a house and turn it into like, you know, four or five people all living in the same house. No longer private property. They're trying to create like, you know, communist communes and see how that worked out. It's not worked out anywhere. It's only worked out for the politicians who are, you know, doing paintings and getting paid for, like, spitting paint on a piece of canvas. It's absurd. I mean, you know, what the heck? I mean, why the hell should I even have gotten my law degree and go to court and fight for people all the time the way I do? Uh, and, you know, it takes a lot out of me emotionally. I should just get an art gallery and start spitting paint. 
I could probably do that. Uh, <laughs> since I tried to breathe fire, I might as well start spitting paint. What do you got? Any phone calls there? Or what do we got? No, uh, we're, we're good. I was no. just going to talk. Okay. I was gonna, gonna Let's say. finish up here and we'll go to the weekend. Yeah, I was just going to say one thing, Frank. You know, this country was built from the bottom up. And they're trying to exactly. do it. And they're trying to do a top it's down. It's a government person. of the people, not a people of the government. Right. That's the difference. And, it's and, a government of the people. And I can tell you, Americans just ain't going to stand for it. We got one minute left, Frank. I'll let you wrap it up. That's what I just said. This is a government of the people, not people of the government. So think about it. Think, just watch every step that's being taken and how we're being sold down the river by all of by all. And I'm not just crit, I'm not criticizing the Democrats or I'm criticizing the Democrats and the Republicans. And, and a little later in the year, I'm going to be telling you, and I've told you before, you need to listen to me. Do not pull straight party line tickets. You need to vote for Democratic judges because they are for your case when you go to trial, when you're in a car accident or something with an 18-wheeler. Get in the Republicans and Chamber of Commerce are going to stand up for you and your family we member who's been seriously injured. All right, Frank, we're wrapping it up. We're fixing to be cut off. Listen us next week, like every Friday at 6 p.m. on Frankly Talking, a radio show for Texas with your host, Frank Spagnoletti.